Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. It's 132 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer joining you. Brent Ridge Ford and Wetaskiwin focused on your health and peace of mind, and they're proud to be a part of Ford Canada's built to lend a hand program helping their customers through these difficult times committed to social responsibility safety and supporting their valued clients through flexible financing online sales and support and even delivery and mobile service find out more about how brent ridge ford is built to lend a hand by calling 1-877-477-3673 or visiting brentridge.com go out and see rich and uncle bill and john and the gang at Brent Ridge Ford. Uh, they're definitely uh, capable of taking care of you. They've got an excellent service department as well. Kevin and Margie and Lori out of Brent Ridge will look after you as well. Just in the process of hooking up with regular Thursday contributor to Oilers. And we got a power, we had a powerhouse show today. We had Louis DeBrusque whose uh, son Jake, of course, uh, played several seasons with Colby Cave. We had Connor McDavis join us just after 1 o'clock, and Brian Burke coming up here momentarily once Brendan gives me the go-ahead. He is on uh, the line. Again. All right, we've got Brian. Uh, Brian, it's Bob Stoffer. How are you doing? Good, Bob. How are you? Oh, not bad. Uh, thank you for amending uh, your schedule so uh, we could do uh, spend some time with uh, Connor McDavid. Um, well, I can't and believe that's kind of where bumped. I want to get. I can't believe I got bumped for Connor McDavid. Brian, uh, in this market, there's only two guys you're getting bumped for. <laughs> <laughs> one wears 97 and one wore 99. <laughs> yeah, I figured. Uh, oh, that's funny. Um uh, you know, and, and one of the questions, uh, and we had a little bit of a technical difficulty, but one of the questions I, I mentioned to Connor is just, you know, these are driven guys. These are successful people. These are people that control their own destiny. And you're asking a bunch of young people, uh, relatively speaking, because as I've gotten into my very early 50s, the older I get, the more the, the more I realize, Brian, the less I know. But the one thing I do know is when you're younger, you want to uh, you want to control your own destiny. And the fact is, in this situation with the COVID-19, the pandemic, there is no control for the players. You know what I'm saying? Like there's this 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 really has to be a completely different scenario for a lot of these guys that have been driven to the success that they have. Well, there's only one uh, occupation that relies more on routine and and regulation, and that's military. Right. 
you were saying the military in terms of relying yeah, on uh, so these guys these guys rely on on regulation and routine and discipline and clocks and schedules and so this is really hard for them more so than any other profession except the military Right. And, uh, you know, we all have an, an immense amount of respect for the military to the point. Uh, and by the way, today is the anniversary in 20, uh, 1916 of Canadian soldiers in Vimy, uh, which was uh, a massive uh, tragedy on, on, on the uh, World War One scale. The Canadian soldiers uh, came out, uh, you know, uh, and went over the top. And got picked off, and 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 maybe that that'll tie into COVID nineteen and the pandemic. Brian, is you know we had soldiers in the first and second world war that gave up their lives so we could have the lives we live. So for us to do a little bit of social distancing, it kind of does pale in comparison uh, over the short term. As frustrating as it may be, maybe uh, you brought up the military. I know you support the military, and maybe that does help give us a little bit of balance in terms of assessing the frustration of dealing with these short-term challenges. Yeah, I saw something on Reddit last week that said um, 101 years ago, um, our our forefathers were firing weapons on the plains of France, and you're being asked to stay home for a, a couple of months. Suck it up. <laughs> and so it really is about that. Now, we do know there's been uh, lots of conversations between the NHL and the NHL uh, PA. How, how closely do you follow the, you know, as a former executive, other leagues? Like, and I'm not just talking about North America. Uh, there's reports on BBC, as an example, that the English uh, Premier League could be in a major challenge moving forward with several of the clubs um, significantly in debt. Um, we're, we're probably going to have a brave new world out of this, are we not, Brian? Absolutely. No, no question about it. In every sport, like the NBA has already had discussions with its players about cutting salaries 50% for next year. How much? 55 0. 50%. And they've got a way better TV deal than the NHL has. Yeah, they don't get that revenue if they don't play the games. Right. <laughs> and as you were one of the first guys to mention, we are at, I mean, we can sit here in a province like Alberta that's done more tests per capita than any other province in Canada and have, you know, a 2% sort of range, you know, between 1.6 to 2.1 in terms of the amount of positive tests and, and test a ton. That's all well and good for Edmonton and Calgary's going through a little bit tougher time. But we're also in a league with New York State and with New Jersey, and they've got a combined 200,000 cases right now. Yeah, this is, you're not, unless they do it, unless they play regional games, non-home games, which they're looking at, neutral site games, which they're looking at, unless they do that, and they're going to probably have to start with empty buildings. But we got to get this game back on the air. we got to play any way we can. And so once we get the approval to play, the league's going to be ready to do it any way that they let us do it. And um, the, the fact is that that might not be anytime soon, but the league will be ready. I like the league's attitude, which is, look, we can't decide when we're going to play, but when we get the green light to play, whenever that is, we're going to be ready. And so if they have to play in neutral site games, okay, so let's say the Edmonton Oilers make the playoffs 
and we do the Battle of Alberta. They got to play the first two games in North Dakota. But everyone raised their hand. Still wants to watch. My hands up. So we're going to live with this brave new world. We're going to do the best we can with all the circumstances. But if we got to play, we got to play. If we can play, we got to play. The UFC gets it. They're playing on some. They were looking remote islands and uh, First Nations land where there's no. They're looking at places where they can play just to get the product on TV. We got to get this game back on the ice, even if it's empty buildings, even if it's not an ideal playoff format, even no matter what, whatever window they give us, we got to fill it. Yeah, well, and, and that's interesting. I mean, it, it, there was a report yesterday, I believe, of, of, out of the state of California. One of the, I don't know if it was a governor or one of the top health officials saying, we might not have anything until after U.S. Thanksgiving. Like, we're, that's the end of November. And maybe that's a dire situation. And the projections are, you know what, the projections uh, that now we've got political leaders that are being safe with their projections so they can undercut them and it looks better. But then again, none of us thought it'd be this severe six to eight weeks ago either, Brian. I know I certainly didn't think it would turn out to be this bad in the U.S. I'm kind of surprised it has been. So um, is, it a, is it a possibility we don't play before November? Did you yes. first see that happening? It is yeah, a possibility. I, I, think that's, I think what he's talking about, I saw, the, I saw the quote. I didn't see it live, but I, I saw the quote in print. Bill Gates said something like that, too. He said, you know, large audiences watching pro sports, that's likely not going to happen until November. So that's maybe where this congressman okay. never got it. But in the meantime, they, the experts will tell you it's not a case of you can't give a time frame. So it depends on how quickly we can test because they believe that the antibodies a person produces when they get ill the first time make him or her immune the second time. So if they could properly test all the players, they could determine – Who's immune and who's not? There will be a vaccine at some point. So there's there's lots of variables here, lots of moving pieces. So it's way too early to say. I said day one, and I still say I don't think we'll play this year. But a starting date next year of November, possible. But that's live audience. He was talking about a crowd full, a building full of people. It doesn't mean we couldn't play earlier than that. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously Dana White and the UFC have always, I think they just got sold a, a couple of years ago for four or five billion bucks. It was the largest uh, sports entity buy out there. We're joined by Brian Burke for Canadian Power Pack. Brian, business has to go on and it went on for the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, Ken Holland was looking at uh, Anton Slepeshev. He made Dan Milstein a one or two year. Uh, he made two, a couple, you know, gave a couple different scenarios, a couple different options to Milstein for Slepeshev, who ultimately elected to stay in Russia and play for Seska for CSKA. As a former executive in the league, what is it? How is the KHL a different animal than perhaps all the other leagues over in Europe? Well, it's a good hockey. It's a good league. It's a it's a league that's strange in the sense that you know you don't a lot, a lot of North Americans don't get paid. If, they, if you have a couple of bad games over there, ask Mac T about coaching there. So they they're. Uh, they don't like the job you're doing, they'll call you in and send you home. So there have been a whole bunch of players get burned, but it's good hockey. They're good players. Like It's not the NHL, but I think it's as good. I'd say the KHL and the Swedish Elite League would probably be pretty close. Is it tougher to get players out of the KHL to come to North America than it is to get players out of the Swedish League to come to North America? 
Yes, because they pay a little better, but uh, and yes, because a couple of teams are really tough on the players that want to leave. Like St. Petersburg, if you sign a multi-year contract with them, you're staying. You're, you're doing the whole time. So, right. yes, it's uh, it's tougher. And the tax rate, I'm told, is very favorable uh, there as well, especially for Russians. Like, it's a considerably lower... Let's put it this way, you know, and I don't know if... Will they get paid in... They must get paid in euros in the KHL, do they not? I think so, yeah. Okay, so let's say it's 1.2. Four to one point five Canadian dollars for every one euro. So let's say you offer a guy one point five million. Well, you got to make it U.S. dollars, but that's one point five million. You know, they can they can come in basically at the same number. Uh, I mean, they can come in at a million euros in that situation to maybe one point two to one point three million U.S. But because the tax rate is so much considerably lower. It actually works out. This is kind of what happened with Stamkos staying in Tampa Bay, uh, benefiting from the fact that there's no state tax in the state of Florida versus maybe going out in the open market. Is it, is it kind of a similar scenario, do you think? Yeah, and I've heard, I've, I know of guys who have gotten paid U.S. I don't know if the agent in that case was able to get U.S. dollars, but um, they also usually provide housing and an automobile as part of it and not, you know, not some crummy little code or something. They usually get a decent car and a nice place to live as part of it, too. Uh, did you ever, during the time that you were a manager, did you ever have frustration of a specific player that you couldn't, seemingly, you really wanted to get out of Europe and you couldn't get him out of there? Well, KHL wasn't around that much. You know, early in my career, it wasn't around that much, but we couldn't get Russians out at all till Fletcher got Makarov and Pat Quinn got Larionov out and that Krutov came right. after. But they're, uh, we couldn't get players at all early on, so it was very frustrating. The first few Iron Curtain players that played in the NHL, uh, Yuri Buva and Ivan Holinka, like they fled over the border in the dead of night with dogs chasing them. It was crazy. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And uh, now Bluba ended up. Now, who, who is is he the father to Yuri Slager? Yes. Yeah, and he ended up uh, <laughs> in a little bit of hot water over there, as I recall. Uh, we're joined right now by Brian Burke for Canadian Power Pack. So here we are in the situation where we're kind of in in a state of flux. How much work do you think is getting done behind the scenes between the NHL and the NHLPA moving forward? Well, my guess is they're talking probably every other day, if not every day. I mean, they've got to come up with the different scenarios. I've seen individual players say they need seven days to training camp. I mean, I'd like seven days, but I don't know if they're going to get seven days. I mean, I think the key is the league would say to the union, if we get building dates and we have to play a Stanley Cup final on September 15th, are you guys in for it? And as I've said repeatedly, I believe we need three rounds of the playoffs or else you'll have an asterisk on the Stanley Cup. And that's only eight teams, folks. People say, oh, you want to play three rounds. Well, it's only eight teams. I'd like to see all the teams that we're in right now get in. I'd like to finish the regular season. Maybe even expanded playoff. We're not going to get that opportunity, I don't think. All right, so is it even worth the... gone back to the union and said, here's what we could do with the buildings we have. Here's some neutral site ideas. Let's wait and see what the, where this disease goes. Yeah. And then uh, long term for the NHL and the NHLPA, you just said the NBA reports the, the, you know, the players might have to take as much as a, a 50% cut given Gary's long term connections to the NBA and how close the two leagues work together. 
Is it not feasible we might be looking at a, a reduction in salaries on the NHL front as well? Oh, for sure. And, and I just read the 50%, Bob. I don't know if that's true, but I read it uh, two different places. And and um, there's going to be some kind of a rollback in all of the sports if the television revenues are cut back. Like the NFL might escape it because they might start on time. But Major League right. Baseball is going to have to do some kind of rollback. Uh, NBA is going to have to do some kind of rollback. We're going to have to do some kind of rollback. Do you ever just sit there and think, Brian, some days, and I know it's, you know, kind of a hoi polloi discussion, that you're having a dream and this is all just a bad dream? And what we really should be starting tonight uh, talking about is an Edmonton versus Calgary playoff series? Like, it's just, when you, th- I mean, who would have possible, well, maybe George Bush, because uh, I believe he was one of the guys, and, and Bill Gates as well in those TED Talks, but... Could you have possibly, and by the way, Wimbledon, Brian, had pandemic insurance and paid it for 17 years at about $2 million bucks per, and they got about $140 million uh, just recently from the insurance company to offset the loss of Wimbledon. Was this ever in a discussion at the executive level in the National Hockey League during the time not, that you were an executive? Not never during a discussion. my tenure, no, but I think people have to realize and that's part of the finger pointing that's going on south of the border. Who who knew what? Um, I don't think a lot of people expected this. Some did. Obviously, there's memos going back to November. Um, but yeah. I don't think anyone expected the scale and could have properly prepared for the scale. So I'm tired of people pointing fingers. Just figure it out. And the social distancing is working. People have to stay with it now. they got to be disciplined. we got to you know stop the spread of this disease. Hockey is a far distant thought to the people that are putting this all together as far as trying to defeat this disease and make it safe to get back to work. Number one is get safe enough to go back to work so the economy can start to bounce back. Then they'll worry about us. In the meantime, everyone has to be vigilant. Follow the rules. Let's beat this thing. Don't get get loose with this now. Don't relax because it's not time yet. Brian, well stated. We appreciate your time. Uh, Have a solid Easter weekend. Thank you. Happy Easter, everyone. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. That's Brian Burke for Canadian Power Packets 149 in Edmonton. We'll wrap up the show after this. Hi, this is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. It's 152 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, today's top story uh, has been the impact of the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic 
It is brought to you each day by Gray Rock Exteriors. That is today's top story. Mother Nature wreaks havoc on your home. Book your free, no obligation inspection today. Visit grayrockexteriors.ca. Again, uh, abbreviated show, 90-minute shows. We carried much of the Jason Kenney press conference. We heard uh, from uh, Louis DeBrasca, Oilers Captain Connor McDavid, and Brian Burke for Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction and service, electrical prefabrication and solar. Uh, we will tell you that Royal Pizza is still making a great multiple locations in Edmonton to serve you, including the original Royal Pizza in Old Strathcona. Royal Pizza has been Edmonton-owned and operated for over 50 years. For a menu and a list of their 13 Edmonton and area locations, go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The Stoffer recommendation at Royal Pizza is the Mediterranean chicken. To this day in Oilers history, back at the 630 Chad Studios, Brendan Escott. On this day in 1988, Bob, Mark Messier registered a goal and an assist, but the Oilers drop a feisty affair in Winnipeg 6-4 in Game 3 of the Smite Division semifinals. And all nine misconducts were called in the game that had 160 penalty minutes and brought that series to a 2-1 Oilers lead. Oilers would win uh, in five against the uh, Winnipeg Jets in 1988. They would go on to beat the Detroit Red Wings and then the uh, Boston Bruins in four and a half games in 1988. <laughs> oh, the legendary story about Whitey Bulger and whether or not he was connected to the lights going out in Boston because of a payoff on a four-game sweep. Some people, it's one of the great uh, mythological stories that's out there in hockey circles. That 88 team was pretty good, too. Uh, I know that uh, Wayne Gretzky had seven points in the Stan Oilers history back in 1987 in the 13-3 blowout victory over the LA Kings. Uh, that 87 team, it's my belief, is the best team in NHL history. Better than the 85 team that was voted on by the fans as the best uh, team. And I, I have talked to multiple. Paul Coffey says the 85 team's the best. Uh, Wayne Gretzky and Kevin Lowe, to name a couple, say the 87 team's the best. I'm personally of the belief, given the fact that Edmonton had uh, Kent Nielsen on a second line with uh, Messi and Anderson, Curry and Tikkanen playing with Gretzky at that time in the first line. Uh, they still had Paul Coffey on the team in 1987. Uh, they they uh, brought in Rutzelain in that year over from Europe to help him out and transition the puck a bit on the back end. They were a really good team. And, yeah, they, they beat the, the Flyers in 5 and 85, and they went 7 against Philly in 87. But Philadelphia had a better team in 87. So, uh, at least in my opinion, they had a better team in 1987. Coming up on 6.30, Chad, uh, ongoing COVID-19 pandemic coverage. Uh, we'll have a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And then the 6.30, Chad, afternoons uh, with Jalen Nye. A U.S. threat assessment circulated in Canada by the RCMP is warning uh, that violent extremists may try to take advantage of the coronavirus pandemic by attacking hospitals and supermarkets. Global National Stuart Bell will join Jay Lynn with everything you need to know after the 2 o'clock news today. As for us, uh, we will tell you point blank, uh, we will not be on the air tomorrow. Uh, we're off, and we're also not going to do a best of orders now. Uh, tomorrow will be network programming. Instead, we'll be back at it on Monday. Reed Wilkins will have Inside Sports Night between 7 and 8, following Global News Hour at 6. Stay safe. Uh, if you can, 
stay home. Have a terrific uh, Easter weekend and Passover. So long, everybody. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.